All right, and we're back for another episode of the Sports Department Podcast with Justin Valentovic, Stephen Clark, and Stephen Bologna. And we're back to finally talk a little bit of baseball. It's been a while, probably a little over two, three weeks at this point. But we got some news to talk about, about too many unwritten rules. There are still a billion more no-hitters. Mets, they're continuously getting hurt. The Yankees have some injury problems in their own right. Shohei Otani has been all the hype he's you know, he's been basically, and he's living up to it at this point. And should the twins sell, but we'll get all into that in a little bit, but guys, what's going on? Um, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing okay. Good intro there, Justin. Quick and to Thanks. the point. I like exactly. Got to get to it. <laughs> it's all about the hook. Hook, line and sinker. Exactly. I love it. Um, Justin, I'm doing fantastic. Um, the weather has been very, very beautiful here in New Jersey the last couple of days. Nice, hot summer is warming up really, really nicely. Uh, NBA playoffs are on their way, so I'm enjoying that. I know the Wizzies are playing today, so I know you're yeah. very excited. So about are the Knicks. Me. So are the Knicks. Oh, the Knicks. Yeah, I know. But How'd the Heat do yesterday? Not, not, not too swell. But it, 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 like you said, it's only game one. Lost game <laughs> to the Bucks. Um, I said it's on – when we did the NBA podcast, I said it's not going to be a rematch of last year's finals. Neither of those teams are going back to the finals, but can't go back every year. But anyways, I'm doing well overall, Justin. <laughs> Unless you're LeBron James. Uh, Ooh, so, hey. well, no, he went to like 10 straight finals for like a decade, hey, basically. He's the greatest basketball player yeah. of all time. What do you expect? But let's talk about some baseball. And let's talk about Jesse Chicago White Sox earlier in the week. There was, I feel like every year we do this conversation at least two to three times about the unwritten rules of baseball sportsmanship you know blah 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 all the things you know you hit someone hits you know someone on your team you go after them you peg them with a ball and you play beanball and it was all that crap so earlier in the week Yerman Mercedes swung on a 3-0 pitch against the Minnesota Twins when they had a position player pitching when they were losing 13 to like two I think it was and he went yard and hit a bomb and Tony La Russa basically was upset by that and for those who don't know, Tony LaRusso is the Chicago White Sox manager. And basically, it's at least it appears that there's some divide between the players and LaRusso. When he was hired, I remember we kind of said, you know, how is this going to work? Because he's the old man in the room with a very young, fun, energetic team. And it's kind of happening already. And the old, the old unwritten rules just need to go away at this point. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't agree with LaRusso here. You know, Yerman and Mercedes is still a guy. He's had a great season. Still a guy fighting for playing time because uh, there is a better catcher than him on the roster. You know, how can you tell a player there's a 65 mile an hour fastball coming right down the plate. You're not allowed to swing or you're wrong for swinging. That doesn't make sense. The point of baseball is to swing the bat and score as many runs as possible. Where was the unwritten rule when the Rangers put up 30 on the Orioles? Yeah. They, <laughs> they kept going. Exactly. Well, I, I'm not a fan my, of this. Cause here's my point. The Orioles then, even though it was like a blowout by the third inning, they kept legitimate MLB pitchers in. The way I see it is, as long as you have pitchers in the game, you are trying to come back and you're trying to stay in the game. Now, they might suck and blow up, and that's on them. But the second you put a position player in, you're effectively punting on the game, and anything after that doesn't really matter anymore because you're waving the white flag with a position player because you're trying to save a bullpen arm. And that's what the twin did. So at that point, who cares what happens then because you're already giving up. Yeah, um, I'm in the same boat as you guys. I agree with both of you guys, but I'm trying to look at the situation from the other point of view, just from LaRusse's standards. And I, I get what he's saying. I understand he's an old-fashioned baseball man, and he's not very new school, and he's not up-to-date with all, like, the new trends and all the new players and all that stuff. And, like, you, you, you see it now more than ever, like, with all, like, the fashion stuff of people pulling up to the games and, like, uh, the YouTube videos and everything. It, it's very... 
it's very modernized. Baseball's starting to get very modernized, and he's not a part of that right now. And I, I understand that. It's hard for old people to change their views on stuff. I 100% <laughs> get what he's saying, but uh, you got to adapt and learn how to change your mindset on a bunch of things. And, and it's like, yeah. I understand sportsmanship. Like, I know when we would get blown out in softball, it'd suck when, you know, they keep running up the score, but it's just like <laughs> you play till the game's over. Get an out. What makes me laugh is that this happened against a division rival, your biggest division rival. <laughs> I guarantee you if the Twins were on the other side of that, they're not going to stop hitting home runs. Well, that was if like – Tim um, Anderson's on the mound. Like the Rangers, the their manager, their name escapes me. When Musgrove threw the new header, he was upset because they were rubbing it in. That like they threw a no hitter like that, that went back to the Tatis last year where he yeah. hit a grand slam I think it was what, was is it Woodward still who cares he get, he's yeah. yeah it doesn't matter but it's just the get off my lawn old men of baseball just need to go away <laughs> and they're the reason why you know baseball is boring at some points and that's why you know Trevor Bauer even though he's the biggest ass in baseball if we're being quite honest he makes baseball fun and marketable like Fantastic. how he struck it. He struck Fantastic. out someone on the Giants, and he did it like a sword celebration as if he, like he's putting away his weapon. It's like, that's what you need. Yeah, and then when he was getting taken out of the game the other night, like the fans were booing him, and he was like doing like the Hulk Hogan, like, I can't hear your ass right now. Like, it, 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 it's fun. You have to have personalities and characters in the game. And, and like I, going back to my point, you have to learn how to adapt to the new style of the game. It, it's what's going to make it mainstream again. It used to be the biggest sport for many, many years before I'd say football take, has taken that over by now. But WWE. hey, hey, <laughs> it, it's, it's almost number three now because the NBA is spiked. The NFL is king. You know, NFL will always be king, if we're being honest. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're close to falling behind the NBA. And this yeah. is coming from a guy with Larusa who had a DUI before the season and said, "I'm Tony Larusa. You have to let me go. You don't he, give me a ticket." He's he's literally a Hall of Fame manager with a Hall with a World Series contending team. It's like, dude, just go along for the ride. You literally don't need this. Uh, yeah, I I don't agree with this. And then him saying. I'm okay if you throw on my batters. I I, I recommend but, it. Well, and then there's the whole thing with Lance Lynn where Lance Lynn's like, I don't agree with it. And he's like, he has a, a locker. I have an office. Like, okay, bro. Like, we get it. You're the manager. It's like, how much are you actually doing? Yeah. Not a fan. Nope. Me neither. Yeah. The underwritten rules need, need to go bye-bye. And over time, I think they will. Cause the new players, you know, they're younger and they really don't care as much. So let's see how that goes eventually. And let's switch things over to, the Yankees, unfortunately, but, and Whoa. that's with earlier, what? No, 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 we're, yeah, we're Unfortunately, go- a little bias well, over here. Well, we're starting with it a little bit. Well, oh. it's in the same category as there's an Oriole in the same category as this Yankee. Corey Kluber earlier in the week as well threw a no hitter, which is the sixth of the season, 24 hours after Spencer Turnbull of the Detroit Tigers threw a no hitter, which was the fifth. And now Joe Musgrove, Carlos Rodon, Wade Miley, John Means, Turnbull and Kluber have all thrown no hitters six so far in the month in two months into the season, basically at this rate, at what point is it too many no hitters? And is it good or bad for baseball? Because Don Manley said it kind of makes the game unwatchable at times with how high strike strikeout rates are. And it's not really like an embarrassment to strike out anymore. People don't care. And that's kind of what's leading yeah. to these no hitters. I think almost. You have to question, um, is it something with the balls potentially? Cause I mean, last year, or last year in the past 10 years have been the year of the long ball. And, you know, they, they reportedly made some changes to it. I, I was reading an article that said Rob Ramford said the ball's wrapped like tighter or something like that. Like the stitches are tighter. So listen, I'll be honest, watching a no hitter seventh inning on is awesome. 
Yeah, like, it's fantastic. It makes a regular one, season game important. I, I agree. One through six, you're like, all right, strike out, strike out, strike out. <laughs> it, it's kind of not fun. But at the same time, the no-hitters have come against teams that no one really watches. With the Three the teams got no-hitters. Well, that's, that's the thing. Three teams got no-hit twice, and they're all bad teams for the exactly. most part. The Mariners is probably the best out of all of them, which isn't saying much. It's and it's going into where we're kind of seeing it now where there's a video flowing around. People love you guys love to bring it up that John means is cheating with pine tar That's because every <laughs> yeah. single pitcher is using some form of either pine tar or some other little bit of substance to get a better grip on the ball, which gives them better break and better control. It's almost the complete opposite of how they got blown up. Like you said, Steve, you know, two, three years ago, starting with the juiced ball era. Now they yeah. dead the ball this year. It's almost like it's the steroid era, but for the pitchers at this rate, because we're seeing Max Scherzer 35 years old. 15 Ks, Jacob deGrom, 32, 14 Ks, 15 Ks. You know, it's just insane. It, it goes down to the hitting as well, the hitting approach, because everyone's trying to go yard. And if you don't, oh, well. Clark, no, it's funny. Tell me. Justin Valentovic. It's a the non-story. A- the Astros cheat. Astros, oh, the cheat. Astros, you're terrible for doing that. John Means allegedly cheats. Everyone does it. It's okay. Everyone does it. Just, just because a bunch of kids are all saying like a, like a bunch of college kids are all doing like cocaine in the corner of the school just because every single one of them are doing it does not mean it's legal justin that's what you have to understand here um but anyways that's besides the point of this whole conversation um again not forming much of a debate here but i agree with you guys as well um i'm more like Going into like baseball week after week now, I'm looking forward to like, oh, who's gonna throw it now? Like, well, it's not like thing. when's it gonna pop up? It's like, oh, who's throwing one this week and whatever. Like, like Musgrove throw one, okay, cool. You know, start of the season. Rodon threw it like the next week. All right, you know, three, two, two yeah, two, three weeks went by. Then Means threw his. Three days later, Wade Miley threw his. Literally a week later, Turnbull threw it, and then less than 24 hours later, Kluber. At that point, like they're awesome to see, but it's like this is just getting stupid. At yeah. this point, like how fast they're coming. And, and no offense to means, of course, but if I didn't know, <laughs> if I didn't really know you, I probably wouldn't have known much about means. Or well, anything. that's the thing. Out of all these pictures, no names for the most part. These pictures other than Kluber, other, other than, than Kluber. Kluber, other than Kluber. Yeah. 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 They're all no names for the most part. And I think that's just hilarious that you got like Garrett Cole, you got Jacob DeGrom, you got Kershaw, you got Bauer, you got all these top names and those guys aren't doing it. And you have these mid to lower yeah. card pitchers. Wade Miley of all people. And it's weird saying multiple no hitters in one day twice. Yeah. It's that's weird. Yeah. yeah. It, it, and we almost had a third with who was it? Lizardo? Manaya. Manaya. No, Manaya. The same thing. Like the seventh. As was, the same as Miley and Means. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm on the boat of give me a grand slam instead of a no hitter at this point. Like I saw Acuna did it the other night a couple times. I think he did it twice this weekend or once. I don't know. He's been awesome. He's, he's yeah. been on fire. But um, I'd rather see a grand slam at this point compared to a no hitter. That's how much it's being re- repeated. So depending on where you check the records, it's either seven or eight for the record in a single season in the live ball era, which is I think post nineteen like thirty. Who cares at that point, right? Do we see the record be broken? Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. We're on so. too much of a quick pace to, for it not to break. Yeah, even if we don't get one all in the month of June, you still got July, you got August to do it, and you got a little bit in September too. Like, it, it, it's bound to happen. And are, are we counting Bumgarners too in this? Like six and a half? Are we at right now? Or I, I think it should count, but you know it the should. official the official ruling says no. But that's yeah. because you know he threw the max innings he was allotted to throw. Yeah, it's at as the end of the as that. game, there was a zero. Yes. Like he said this in his interview. At the end of the game, there was a zero under the hit column for the opposing team. So 
If you ask me, that's a no hitter. Give it the six and a half. Yes. Well, that's and if they're going to keep the seven inning doubleheader, they need to address that at some point. Now, yeah. last point on the no hitters, since there have been six, does it devalue them almost at that point? I mean, yeah. I think yes, because they're happening against the same teams. Okay. So it's like, oh, the Mariners got no hit. It's like, wow, you hit the Mariners too. It's like they're they're a bad team. Like you, this. Well, happens. that's the thing because the Rangers talent was, I think, are the worst team in baseball. Like they have no talent at all whatsoever. Yeah. And yeah, pretty know, much. Well, that's the thing. It's like, look at the. It's not like the Yankees went out and got no hit as much as I'd love to see that, or the Padres, or the Dodgers. You know, like it's bad teams getting no hit. So it's like, okay, expected. Yeah. yeah. Expected. Um. Yeah, no, um, I it's taken away a little bit from, you know, all of it, but what are you going to do? It, it, it's a combo of everything. It's, it's the ball taking the juice out. It's I think it's like a smaller, more compact ball this year, too, I've read or something. Yeah. That it's easier to throw. And, of course, the substances that are being used, too. Um, it's, it's, John it's, means. <laughs> it's just check Kluber's balls. Whoa, hey, yo, look, <laughs> leave that to his doctor. Um, you can I do mean, that, Justin, not I mean, me. I mean, uh, um, but we'll it's, just a, on that one. it's just a combo of things that are ruining it. And they, they need to really just like take a step back, look at what's going on and address this head on. But it, it's not going to change for the season. I'll tell you that right now. All right. So let's switch it and keep it up with the Yankees. You know, they've been doing all right for the most part. Getting by all with, right. Well, they've been winning. They've been clicking. But we'll never give him credit. So no, doing never. fantastic right never. now. Well, no surprise here. Aaron Hicks went out with a wrist injury, I believe, and he's out for the year, leaving center field a wide open gap. And what should their plan be? Because they got old man Guardy on the roster still. So you have to assume maybe he'll go out there. But Clint Frazier has been abysmal offensively, but good defensively. Uh, often bad offensively, good defensively, which is a complete shift from what he used to be, where he would hit a ball a mile and couldn't field for the save his life. Stanton's on the IL and judges, you know, Oh, taking time bomb for an injury. So at this point, what should their move be for center field long-term for at least this season? I think you have to make a trade. I think you got to explore the trade market. Reports are saying they're talking with Texas about Delino to shields. You can't roll out Brett Gardner in center field. You trade Mike Talkman uh, for Wandy Peralta, who's terrible. And <laughs> you know that obviously you make that move without knowing Hicks is getting hurt. But also Talkman was such a serviceable, good defensive outfielder, and he could hit a little bit too. Better than Gardner. He's he's Gardner, but better. And, you know, it's since Hicks signed that contract, he has not been good at all. Well, he signed it and immediately had to get Tommy John, and that was two years basically down the drain, and now the wrist injury where he's basically out for the whole season. Yeah. You know, three out of the four years already are a wash almost. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Florial gets the call up. You give him some time, see see if he can be serviceable at least. Well, they just need something for outfield depth because during Kluber's no hitter, Tyler Wade was playing right field. That was yeah. weird. That was weird. Yeah, and he, he made a fantastic catch out there too. It's very lucky that Kluber got that. But yeah, no, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I agree with Steve in the situation. You got to make a trade somewhere somehow. I don't know who's willing to give up someone, but yeah, I can't I can't keep the guys who you're. Throwing out there, keep throwing it. And it can't there. be Ryan Lamare or whoever I've never heard of. I think he had nine Who? like at bat. Exactly. Yeah. He played a game for the Yankees in center field. You gotta assume maybe Andujar gets sent out somewhere for somebody because now that almighty Yankee depth that they had, you know, two, three years ago, it's kind of dried up for the most part. You know, yeah, Dominguez I mean, is literally not even eligible to come up and he's years away. Florial most likely, but he's kind of fallen off the top. Florial has been ready for like the past three years. They just don't call him up. So clearly they know he's not ready. So, but I mean, 
give him the call up. Let him play a week. If he shits the bed, you send him down. If well, he exactly looks it. good, keep him there. You can even play him in center and DH him. Yeah. If you because, really want to. Because right now, you know, you'd go probably Frazier, Gardner, Judge in the outfield, and then kind of assume, you know, maybe a fourth outfielder. But right now, Duhar is almost the fourth outfielder, which is bizarre. I mean, staying healthy, he'll be your pro- – but he'll just be sitting in the DH spot. They don't even dare to put him out in the outfit because they don't want him to get hurt. Don't blame them. Don't blame them at all for doing that either. He was on a tear too, which hurts, but. Yeah, he was. The starting pitching has saved the Yankees. Thank goodness. I mean, Garrett Cole is just unstoppable. Domingo Herman's been doing really well as of late. Yeah, and the trip down to the alternate side definitely helped him out. You know, Kluber's been obviously through a no-hitter, but he's been solid. Since May, really, he's turned it around because April was a train wreck for him. Tyone has not worked out. He's kind of eh. Montgomery's solid when he has to be. I mean, you know, you, you look at the Yankees, they they win the series against the Orioles, and they win against Texas, and you're like, okay, it's Orioles and Texas, but then they go out and beat the White Sox the past two days, and, you know, that's... That's a significant that's, win. Exactly, with a lot of injuries, so you know, it, it's looking good. They're, they're definitely back on track. Yeah, yeah definitely. I definitely see them making a move for a center fielder at this point because they just need it. They need depth. And wouldn't you be nice? Wouldn't it be nice to have Talkman again? But nothing you can do there. That is in the past. So let's keep it in New York and talk about the New York Metropolitan. Oh, baby. And, and they are very, very similar now to the 2019 Yankees, where it's who the hell are these people playing for this team? But they're <laughs> continuously winning. And it's the bench mob, as they like to be called. You know, they like to uh, – they still win. You know, Fargus, I don't even know how to pronounce his first name. Guillermo John Shui, John Shui. John Shui, whatever. You know, Pilar's face is literally broken, so he's out for a while. Almora, yeah. after running full speed into the wall like a Looney Tune, he's out. Yeah. And depth, you know, this is very 2019 Yankee reminiscent of it for the Mets. Yeah, it's not even the depth of the team. It's the depth depth. It's the bench mob's bench mob. It, it's literally you got – triple a guys playing for the Mets right now with I think I believe I saw 16 people people on the injured list 16 you know solid every almost almost every day plus some of the bench guys like you said Almora uh Pilar and um Guillaume um but a face oh my god yeah um but <laughs> they're, they're they're getting the job done and that's all I can ask for right now I'm that's not all that matters expect- it's wins doesn't even, matter it doesn't matter who's playing it's wins wins yeah I'm not even expecting wins at this point but they're giving us wins, and I, I really can't complain. Granted, it's been the Marlins for the for the last couple of games, and uh, the race was a tough series and all that. But Atlanta, you won two out of three in Atlanta, so that was fantastic, and they're a really good baseball team. But I'm, 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 it's shocking. It's, it's very shocking how they're still like two and a half games in first place, I think, and with all the AAA Syracuse guys up there, Khalil Lee, John Shui Fargus, and the – Oh, the Jake Hager is just crazy. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, it's who ridiculous. are these people? Um, also, Ooh, Thomas right. Nito's been hitting really well. You know, yeah. and it's like he's been throwing out runners. He's been hitting. It's like, James McCandle, what, what do you do here? And, yeah, and he's yeah. – McCann's been eh. Yeah, and you're seeing it too with Rojas, who I give so much criticism for, but he's actually starting Nito a lot more, which he deserves too. He's riding the hot hand at this point, and it's working. 
Yeah, and, and honestly, stick with it until he starts going into a slump because McCann has not been the best. I mean, McCann on defense, phenomenal. Phenomenal. He puts the throws with pinpoint to second base and all that, but he can't hit for his life. So I'm, I'm cool with just riding with Nito right now for the time being. Yeah. And plus the cavalry's on their way. You know, DeGrom's coming back, Lugo's coming back, and Syndergaard's on his way back as they all threw. It was so funny to see on Twitter where they threw for the Port, uh, the Port St. Lucie Mets, which is the single-A team, single I think. Single-A, yeah. So it went DeGrom, Lugo, Syndergaard against 19, 20-year-olds, and they got absolutely mowed down against, I think it was the Cardinals single-A affiliate. Yeah, yeah, so the Cardinals. That, that's got to suck. Uh, it's got to suck, but it's also going to be like, hey, I don't know if I'm making it to the majors, but I'm going against one of the best pitchers in the league oh, yeah. right now. And I'm also going against a couple other standout guys in Lugo and Syndergaard. So it's cool for them. And um, I know Syndergaard bought the whole team like out back and like in and out <laughs> and stuff. So, you know, it's, it's cool stuff. Little by little, we'll start getting healthy again. As long as we stay above 500 and try to be in first or second place before everyone gets healthy this team could be scary in, in the coming summer. It could be very scary well, when everyone's the, healthy. The true test is the upcoming month of June, and that's always been the train wreck month for the Mets where they hit their cruising, you know, right now, like kind of what they are, you know, three, four games above 500. And then June hits, and it just all goes down the crapper, and then they sort of recover in July. August, it's too late at that point. Yeah. no. It's a little, it's a little scary, too, that Lindor's batting 200, Conforto in a contract year is not doing that great. You know, I mean, I guess that just shows that the, the Mets depth is there, but you know, you sign the door of this big contract, you expect higher standards. Yeah. I mean, he's been doing better as of late. I think he's averaging at least a hit. He's getting at least on base a couple of times. I know he had a nice double the other day in Miami, but overall I would agree that he has not lived up to the expectations that we expected from him. But... Well, you got to think it took Stanton till year three really now to start hitting in new york yeah. you know lindor is a far better player than stanton is if you know just he flat out is you expect it to be a little bit quicker but there is still an adjust- adjustment period yeah and it, it's still you know you got 11 years on this contract now it, it, it's gonna be a long time and if he takes one slumpy-ish year like this one compared to 11 great years or good years like i'm, I'm fine with you know getting you know, used to new york cohen said he wants to win within five years you know there is, there is a window that he's yeah. wants to win for gotta but- give credit to donnie Donnie Stevenson, baby, the hitting approach coach. You're ripping heaters with Donnie out here. Oh, yeah, um, I'm, sure, I'm sure that's the Donnie they're talking about. <laughs> no, it, it 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 came out that it was Pete, all fun and games. Um, but it, Busted it, it, his ass on the uh, one Mazika walk-off. Against the Orioles. <laughs> yeah. Mazika. Well, no, well so, Justin doesn't care about that. He just looks for development. No, it's not stupid. <laughs> you look for development, not wins. Look, look, no, look Mazika's a clown. He walked you guys off. Yeah, he's a clown. Fielder's choice. Yeah. Not a walk-off. It was a fielder's choice. It was, was it not a walk-off? He barely put the ball in play. Did, did we not walk off the a, field with a win? Mancini gave a good throw. Guillaume is gunned out at home. Yeah. Hey, man, he beat cancer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Trey's been tearing up in April, in May. Yeah. You can't, that's, you can't even deny that. No, he has like, been. He's also the yeah. league leader in RBIs. Justin's yeah. been quiet since the Orioles are stuck in last place. Eh, it's a waste of energy. Wolf. It wasn't oh, the first two weeks. <laughs> yeah, no, because we won a game, a few games. Yeah, I mean, no, he's been doing good too. I'm in my know. hole. Yeah. Yeah, good, good, good for you guys. It's happy Harvey Day today. So, you know. Oh, God. 
I know. I know he got a little bit of smacked around the last couple of games ever since he came back to New York. Last, last three games. You know, that's what happens when you come back to New Even York. Even make it out of the second inning in one start. Andrew oh. Harvey? No, the other terrible Harvey on the Orioles roster. But let's talk about Shohei Otani because he's living up to the hype when he first came over from Japan as being, you know, the Japanese Babe Ruth, you know, came in. He hit a lot, one AL rookie of the year, but he had to be sidelined with Tommy John, but he still played through as hitting, couldn't throw. But now we're seeing the true two-way player of him pitching and hitting at the same time. For a while, he led the league in home runs. He's at 13 already. We see him hit basically every single day in the two-hole, even when he's pitching now. And he has a sub-2-5 ERA. I don't think he's going to win Cy Young at this point because there are better pitchers, Garrett Cole, John Means, ERA-wise and other statistic-wise, than Otani right now in this in Cy Young. But he's making a case for himself to be AL MVP offensively and as a pitcher. Uh, 110% on this one. I'm all in on the MVP race for him. Um, I was thinking about this even at the beginning of the season. Like if he produces on both sides, pitching, hitting, which he has been doing, man, it's very hard to not pick him for American League MVP. I know Trout was always the favorite and Trout's out for a couple weeks now. So that's going to ruin his little momentum. But man, it's he's doing unbelievable stuff, stuff I've never seen watching baseball my whole life. Literally someone, stuff people haven't seen in a hundred years. Exactly. Exactly. It, yeah. It's very hard to not put him in a, at least a conversation. I think he's going to get it, but I, I think you have to at least put him in the conversation. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a guy that can hit a 450 foot home run and then the next inning go out and pitch three straight 100 mile an hour heaters down the plate. I mean, it's, 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 it's awesome. And it, it's funny, you know, that the angels were the one that got it because it's like every big market team was gunning for him and he goes to the angels, but it, like Clark said, it does help that trout is hurt. So it kind of will probably push his odds yeah. a little bit more. This is, this is a team with three superstars now. And if they, can get, if they can get pitching, I mean, I know they have Dylan Bundy. I he know they have, he's bad I know they have him. Alex Cobb. He's bad. Also. They have, they, have, uh, they have Jose Quintana and Julio Tavon, I think, still. Like, so I think sad. that's their rotation. Like, you know, Fletcher, Walsh, Rendon, not terrible. Like, their they're two through five hitters are really good. And the rest is just garbage. Bad. Garbage. Rock, straight. Rock, it, it, Trout. Is he not good? No, he's their three hitter. Is he? I thought he was their leadoff. No, I think it goes Fletcher, Otani, Trout, Walsh, Rendon. That's fantastic. Then the rest of the team is just dog. It's garbage. It's bad. It it sucks too because the amount of talent that's on that team, you don't see on every on an everyday ball team. You really don't, and and they're just wasting their potential, which sucks. It's because of pitch, and they trade for Rossiel Iglesias from the Reds. Okay, fine. They have a closer now, but they have no middle relief pitching, and it's just so sad how they're wasting away. I saw a tweet where it's like. Otani throws 88 pitches and go plays the outfield and people think he's the goat. It's like, I've been doing that in little league in high school. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. That's insane. Well, that's, that's now they're even keeping him in the game after he pitches and he's just going to go play the right field now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's just awesome. It, it is. And another thing, like I know we started this whole podcast talking about, you know, the mainstream of baseball and all that stuff and mm-hmm. old fashioned views. And this stuff. is great for baseball. I think that baseball, the networks, ESPN, anything, they need to take advantage of this guy. They need to broadcast this guy Sunday night baseball. Anytime the angels have a night game, put it on to national television. Well, that Show was why the first Sunday night baseball game was 
the Angels and the White Sox, and that's where he struck out the side and then turned around out of the two hole and hit a solo bomb over a hundred miles an hour. Yeah. You know, it's, he is awesome. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Like even as a whole, like Mike Trout's obviously the best player in baseball, baseball. one of the greatest of all times. If if you see Mike Trout walking down the street, a normal guy, you're not going to recognize who it is. Oh, it's a bit, it's a big, tall, muscular dude. Look at that guy. He probably works out. But if you see LeBron walking down the street or you see Tom Brady walking down the street, you're going to recognize that guy. That's the problem with baseball right there. You don't recognize the guys. Well, it's the thing is Trout's in, Trout's in the wrong, is on the wrong LA team. You could say that, but there's the, the what the way tv works nowadays there's no excuse to... no he needs to, he needs to be on the angels need to be on every like mlb network they need to be on it yeah every yeah, night even if it's a one o'clock four o'clock afternoon game whatever just throw them on tv that's fine but that's i know that, that's far from the subject we're talking about with all <laughs> right now but i'm sorry you got off track yeah, that's fine but they they need to do something about you know it's marketability marketability that's the word it's really exactly. what it is and that's why Trevor Bauer does great things and acting like an ass you need more of that you need personality yeah. in the game yeah and, and this I'm, is yeah this is the rare case that the Japanese superstar works out I mean you look at the past few I mean Tanaka was supposed to be a god solid good. never Very, lived up he, to that potential good MLB career yep Yusei Kikuchi with the Mariners terrible. Awful. Giovanni Tasugo with the Rays now. He just got traded. That's how the bad Dodgers. He is. Yeah, no, yeah. terrible. Matsui was good. Obviously, Ichiro's a Hall of Famer. But other than that, I mean, we've seen so many guys over the year like, oh, this guy's going to come in. He dominates Japanese baseball. He's going to come in and destroy the MLB. And Otani's working out. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So, last point the Minnesota Twins, who were one of the favorites to win the AL Central and go on a little playoff run, they've been building a nice little squad for a while. Uh, they've really hit the wall and they're falling apart. You know, it's Byron Buxton, who's hurt, I believe, still. Yeah. And then a bunch yeah. of veterans, Donaldson, Arrington Simmons, Nelson Cruz. You know, you have Garver, you have uh, Kepler. Kepler. Garver has kind of taken a big step back since his breakout year in 2019. You know, it's time for them to consider selling, I think, at this rate, because they're 16 and 29 which is worse than the Orioles. You know, they're, it's, it's head. You know, the Royals are turning it around. The Indians are a mess. The White Sox, though, they're the White Sox. You know, they're running, and the Tigers are a fledgling flaming pile of crap. But, you know, it's time, I think. This team's kind of run its course almost. Yeah, I mean, you know, Nelson Cruz, he's in his 40s. You can get an AL team to bite on on him to get get some pieces and he's he's still a monster donaldson four-year 92 million dollar contract i mean about 241 five home runs he's injury prone you can get rid of him that'd be great kepler's a young outfielder the german he's pretty solid uh alex kirilov's been good this year but other than that i mean buxton i don't even know how jose barrios has been doing other than that i mean they're not doing that great. Donaldson fell off, I feel like, a little bit, too. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. he had a good year with Atlanta, got the contract, and it's just been slow decline. That's a shame. I used to really like him, too. I, I used to really. I, I, I understand him. why you hate him. <laughs> we could say him division and all that, but oh, I used to really like him. That's just sad to see careers die like that, too. Um, But you, you, you got to you got to sell some of your guys out there, you know, prepare for the future, start that rebuild going on. Obviously it didn't work. We were talking about, but yeah, yeah, got to start. The only thing that can save it is if they have just an absolutely awesome June, it's as simple as that. Cause then by July, 
July 1st runs rolls around, you have 30 days to decide if you're blowing it up or moving on. If you're not third place or higher by July 1st, I think you got to sell. If they're not having around 500, they got to sell. Yeah, and, and and like you said at the beginning of this conversation, Justin, that's a tough division too. That's a that's a it very is. tough division. You know, you know, the like, Royals turned it around rather quick and quietly. The White Sox aren't slowing down anytime soon. No, and Cleveland's been surprisingly good too. It's it's just it's rough. It, it, it it's very rough. So it'll be rough for them to turn it around. I don't think they'll do it, but yeah, you, you got to start selling your guys out. I think. Yeah. Well, that wraps up this podcast. That was fun talking a little bit of baseball. We'll be back later on in the week, probably an NBA one, maybe an NFL one, maybe another baseball one, and we'll probably do a wrestling one sometime down the line as well. Yeah, because yeah. there's some news in wrestling world. So, Always. Clark, where can people listen to those Y'all whenever we drill. do them? First, I got to thank everybody for listening to this episode of the Sports Department Podcast. We appreciate it. Joe and Jesse appreciate it. Make sure you guys follow us on our social medias on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Sports Depth Pod. That's Sports D E P T Pod. We got, like Justin said, all that fun stuff that Justin said, all those sports and stuff baseball, basketball, football, wrestling. Um, so if you don't want to miss any of those, also, we're on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. So stay tuned to all that fun stuff, and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.